He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel, and this is a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. This isn't the first time I'm doing my intro in my guest's garage. So you're going to enjoy this interview. Uh, accomplished actor. He owns a Vespa, and uh, he has a couple of dogs. And his name is Tommy Savis, and he's going to be a phenomenal interview. Now, what happened was I actually interviewed him at my house a few weeks ago, but like an idiot, I didn't save it. So I had to harass him, and eventually he let me come to his place, and he gave me his address and everything. I had to wait outside until he showed up, and he did, and I got to talk to him. So if you're new to this podcast, uh, you can check it out, uh, Awkward with Evan on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, awkwardwithevan.com for all the episodes, and of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. And if you have the Apple device, please leave a five-star review on this podcast so it gets more earballs to it. So I think I've already said my piece. Uh, I'm just going to jump you in to uh, a fellow East Coaster. Like myself, he's going to talk about his time on The Sopranos, his time on uh, State of Affairs with Catherine Heigl, and some other things. Uh, in the meantime, uh, yeah, here's the interview. Whatever. This is Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Uh, this is my second time uh, interviewing my, my guest, because the first time he came to my house and dealt with my kid in the background, and now I'm here with his dog in the background, That's right. um, and because all because I forgot to save the interview. It happens. I, I called the file name was named, but it turned out you were still your file was still 1981, which was Pamela Anderson of other Pamela Anderson. You son of a bitch. So now you're here. You're back. Yeah. You've you've, you've given into my demands. <laughs> And I even came over late, yeah. and I'm going to get a Bon Jovi chair I'm very excited about. That's right. Evan raided my garage. My brother used to work for Bon Jovi, and I had some gear here, and I okay. gave him a Bon Jovi chair. So who's speaking right now? This is actor extraordinaire Tommy Savis. Hello, everybody. Thanks for letting me into your world. Of course. My pleasure. Okay. So uh, let me make sure you're not a little super too loud. Ah, okay. you're fine. We good? Yeah, you're good. I don't care. Okay. okay. So, um, yeah, I got you got... Two dogs. Yeah, if you hear some noise in the background, that's my... Uh, that's Wallace. Wallace, my one-eyed pug, who's a puppy, and he's a rambunctious little fellow. Wow, let me see the one-eyed... Wow, one that's crazy. He's missing tonight. We don't know how. That's we, like... We found him this way. He was roaming the streets when they rescued him. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then this is like your... Oh, there's you on the wall as Ely Harvey Oswald. There's there you a nice go. photo of you. Yeah. As I assume. Oh, there's your movie poster. Yeah. So this is like your whole studio. This is the inner working. See, my place... <laughs> There's just a lot of kids' crap on the floor, but you've like, you you know, you, this is your space. I'm sure this will evolve into that once I have a child. But uh, yeah. For now, this is the the home production office of sorts. Right now, I really liked our first interview, but of yeah. course, I messed it up. So let's try so, not to fuck it up. This I'm time. not gonna mess it up. <laughs> I wanted to ask. I'm probably gonna ask you the sim some similar things. I'll, act, we'll, I'll try to act as surprised as possible <laughs> and unrehearsed. But I'll I'll try to tweak some things as we go. Because like the reason I'm interviewing you is because you were born in '84. That's right. And now and we since 
our first interview, we've actually acted together on the same stage. That's right. We did a charity event for the police. Uh, uh, L.A. Police Department, Hollywood Department, Division. Hollywood Division. We did a uh, charity Christmas show. My wife directed. That's right. And you uh, did your thing yeah. with David O'Donnell. That's right. And you played uh, Frosty, Frost the snowman. Yo. It was good. I think I found myself that second night. As, as as you were the only one who did because the first because the second night was a disaster the for everybody night, else in that sketch we didn't have music cues which I'd yeah. find but then like when, when Patrick Renna and then did just went into like a, a reenactment of A Few Good Men that's right that was interesting Patrick and David and then the bottom of our prop fell off mid the scene oh, well I, I was used to that because that happened during like rehearsals so it's like it's you know the tree yeah, right. the tree but, <laughs> but I think all in all I feel like there could be a sequel maybe we'll see maybe next like, year I don't know uh, so since you're my 1984, now we're closer to your birthday as I looked up. Yeah, my birthday's in what, nine days from now. Have you had parties at this house? Birthday parties? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about birthday, but parties. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have so parties I'll, here. I'll keep tabs on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not being, so born of 1984. It's my 30, I, 34th birthday. That's right. In 84. Damn. Very, very unclimactic birthday. It's like... 34. So then I can ask you stuff about 84. This is the same stuff I asked you last time. Yeah, 84, Did no. you ever read the book 1984? By Orson Welles. No, but I saw the movie. And that was black and white? And that was... that was black and white. It was really... And I actually watched it recently. God, you... That's my dog! Uh, I watched it recently. <laughs> Go ahead, eat that. I don't know what that, what that is. It's going to uh, keep me busy. It's not um, the Japali- not Japanese lantern. No, it's something not. else. It's another Bon Jovi Japanese lantern <laughs> I gave to Evan. Um, it, uh, no, I didn't read the book. I was supposed to. But to be truthful, I actually never read a book in high school that was uh, assigned to me. Ever. Okay. Well, what did you read electively? Nothing. I didn't read in high school. Period. Not, not well, I read comic I was books? In, no, not comic I was in... Theater program is my entire life. So yeah. I was reading scripts and plays and I was working as an actor too when I was in high school. So you're in high school in Jersey? Yeah. Right. Yeah, born in Harlem. Harlem. Well, yeah, born in Harlem. Raised Raised in Jersey. Jersey. Right over the GW Bridge. Crestville, right. New Jersey. 15 miles from Manhattan. Okay. Um, but that doesn't even count. No, I didn't. I didn't have a passion for reading. I played a lot of video games. I watched a lot of TV. What were your video games of choice? 19, uh, N64. Uh, Zelda Ocarina of, T- Ocarina of Time still one of the top five video games okay. of all time okay that was the best and then Super Smash Bros on Cube on Nintendo Cube okay GameCube um, have you modernized your video game playing since or would you oh, still play those again no no you should see my setup inside the house okay, I got my, I got brand new Playstation brand new Xbox okay oh no 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 I do you every... do online game against like 13 year old boys and do, like, I do funny enough the other night I was playing Fortnite <laughs> My wife and her girlfriends walk in, and I'm literally talking to this kid who sounds like he's 13. And my wife in the other room goes, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, it's my friend Jeremy! Shut up! Um, yeah, no, so yes, I yeah. do. I do often. Yes, nice. I play. Right okay. now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2, which is awesome. See, if I'm back in New York, I would just break out my old Sega Genesis, and I would only oh, do that. Oh, man, Sega Genesis. I'm Madden 92. Oh. The Lawrence Taylor was really good in that. Hopefully I'd always be J- Dennis Bird on the Jets. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, Bird. Uh, yeah. I play, oh, before that was the original NES. Right. And we played the original. I actually have it in that box behind you. you have I have the original console? NES console in there with the gold cartridge original Zelda game. Okay. There was that. Oh, and then on Sega was, I believe Golden Axe was on Sega. Oh, right. And that was my favorite game on Sega Genesis was Golden Axe. So my mom, I think she may have inadvertently tossed my NES by accident, but I still have Tecmo Super Bowl. 
Do you really? Yes. I think I still have the cartridge back in New York. So we should, you should bring that over to my house. I will. And we should plug that in. We'll play season. Techno Super Bowl. Oh, we're going to. There's, I love it. I follow this Tecmo Super Bowl thing on Twitter where like they did like a reenactment in Tecmo mm -hmm. of the, the Dolphins Miami Miracle against the Patriots. Did they really? On Sunday. Was I'll show it awesome? to you. Oh, God. oh it's, it's like the same. Yeah, you got the yeah. thing. The exact same like, like running patterns. And then oh you see Gronkowski missing the tackle at the end that's awesome one of the most phenomenal things in, awesome. in life today that's awesome um yeah so, so I, I, a, yeah big gamer big ah uh, good so you're a big gamer yeah um then when did so you didn't do any reading so like would you go into the city for just auditions you'd miss school yeah all the time yeah girl so basically how I, I since i was when i was a little kid i got an agent when i was seven years old wow in new york and I booked one job. I booked a job on the Babysitter Club for HBO. Okay. And my mother came with me to set, and she was so mortified at hanging out with the other stage moms. She was like, <laughs> after that one time, she's like, "I'm not doing this anymore." Yeah. So but you was, were. So I was, but oh, I was seven. I was like, okay, cool, mom, whatever. So I didn't think of it. I stayed in theater programs and that kind of stuff. And then as soon as I was old enough to take the bus into the city myself, yeah. so 16. Yeah. They were having an open casting call for The Sopranos. Wallace, yes. you're ruining my story. Um, and something like ridiculous. It was like 10,000 people or, or something yeah. like that show up to this open casting call at this high school in New Jersey, line around the block. My sister took me. Yeah. And I was one of three people chosen at that open casting call to uh, get a role in The Sopranos. Yeah. And that's that's how my career really started. I did a recurring role in The Sopranos. It was season three. You're, do you have a name or were you just like... I had a name. Was, I was, okay. No, I was Xavier... I played the best friend of AJ Soprano. Right. That got him booted out of, out of high school. Yeah. Um, and that was, I mean, being a 16-year-old Italian kid, from partially Italian kid, from Jersey, <laughs> um, on The Sopranos, there was nothing better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was incredible. And that's what started my career. Then I got an agent from that. I got a manager from that. And then, yeah, yeah. I started taking the bus into the city all the time and going to auditions. What was the story? You're on set, and there was, like, an issue one time. Oh, that story. Yes. Yeah, that. So that was... so. I booked the job and I, uh, I go to uh, the Table Read, which is at Silver Cup Studios in Queens, wow. which is a convertible bread factory. It's really <laughs> cool. Um, and I go to the Table Read and I walk in and it's me and the other kid who got cast to play his two best friends. Right. And I walk in and the actor who played Polly Walnuts, who again, I'm, I don't remember his name. Uh, I turned I, off my Wi-Fi. Sorry. Okay. Which I prefer <laughs> just call Polly Walnuts is better than what his real name is. Anyway. Anyway, I walk in and I see him grab a PA. And he's looking at us and pointing violently, like talking to the PA. And we're like, what the, what did we do? And the PA walks over and goes, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Walnuts. Uh, yeah. Thinks you guys looked at him weird or something like that. He goes, yeah. he'd like you guys to leave. Yeah. And me and the guy are like, the other actor are like, okay. And we're these little <laughs> six-year-old kids. We don't know what we're doing. So we're both terrified. And we kind of like start slumping out of the room. And Paul yells, I'm just fucking with you. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Hey. And then we all fucking now smoke cigars. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so that was the start of that experience. And then in filming it, it was kind of, it was just like that every day. It was like a big family. It was fun. So now being, obviously you have your Bon Jovi stuff because you've got Mikey, your brother. Yeah. Liza, your sister. That's right. And Jamie, my ja older brother. Jamie, your older brother. Yeah. I think I met once. Yeah. Um, and that's why that's why I call you guys, and you, you agreed, the, the, the Savage Crime family. That's right. Cause which, yeah, very much so. Which I told you, funny enough, my father, growing up, all my, my if you meet my father, my father's 5'5", five, five, and he's like... Stocky? Stocky's an understatement. At one point, he was like 5'5", five, five and 300 pounds. So he's like, Whoa. but he's like a ball. 
Yeah. He's just like a solid ball. So he's like Humpty Dumpty? Yes, exactly. Okay. He also used to be, a, like, when he was growing up, he was a power lifter. Oh, yeah. And then he started driving taxis and stopped working out and then became yeah. a stockbroker, so then spent his life in a chair. Yeah. So all that muscle just turned into just this ball of, just a ball. Yeah. Um, and he's got long white hair, so he looks so like a mafioso. So growing up, our friends always thought my dad was in the mafia, legitimately. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately went to school with kids whose parents were in the mafia, by the way. How's that work? What do you mean? Do they have chores to do for their parents, or they gotta yeah, like take the, go launder the money, snoop, and stuff? They snoop around, yeah. uh, just drop this off, drop this envelope right. off with this guy on That's the corner right. and, uh, in, in <laughs> Paramus, and then come back and let That's me right. know. No complications. In Paramus. <laughs> That's right. But I'm legit, just, there were kids whose parents were in the mafia. I went to school with. Damn. That's Jersey for you. But that's like it's like an open secret. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's nothing And like, it's like The Sopranos when you ask, what does your dad do? And so he's like, oh, he does a lot of things. Like, there's never a specific thing. He does a lot of things. Entrepreneur. Yeah, entrepreneur. He moves money. He's a guy. He's, he's, he works. A lot of things. So any, any uh, besides being from Jersey, because you were Tommy, there's a song Tommy and Gina from Living on a Prayer. Did that, any further connection forced on you from being a Tommy of a of, a, of Living on a Prayer? I mean, I, now, I love that song. And when yeah. I, that verse Have you ever in. known a Gina? I did know. I knew Gina Cortazzo. Okay. Total Jersey girl, Gina Cortazzo. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, never dated a Gina, but... But uh, you, you've spoken to Gina. I've spoken to plenty of Ginas in so Jersey. Gina's fine. Okay. Tommy and Gina's, a lot of them live in Jersey. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just want to see yeah, that. For sure. I do. No, I know you said your, your, your band of choice is Dave Matthews Band. I mean, run. that's not really what I said. Okay. Because that's going to make me sound really lame. Right. I said growing up... My band of choice was Dave Matthews. Okay, give me in your... the '90s. Dave Matthews was totally acceptable to like. Okay, t- top three Dave Matthews songs for you while you were growing up, or even now. Okay, okay, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll growing I'll up. I'll so obviously, you, Sa- Satellite, which is okay. You got, it's, I yes. think that's the number one best Dave Matthews yes. song of all time. And then there was um, Two Step. That's really good. Which is an amazing song, which has like a 12 minute just musical intro. Yep. To that song, yeah. I remember one time I was at a. Uh, Wallace, you're you're disturbing this interview. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave if you continue. If you cover him with a like that carpet, will he go to sleep? <laughs> with like a parrot? <laughs> um, I remember I was at this basketball game, um, and I was listen. I thought I was so freaking cool. I had his headphones on. Again, I'm like listening to your Walkman. My Walkman, exactly. I'm probably a Discman at this point. A Discman, because I was born in '84, so I was 16. So this is early yeah, yeah. '90s. Discman in, and I'm like bobbing my head. And I had this girl come up to me and she's like, hey, what are you listening to? I took out my headphones and I'm like, <laughs> live at Red Rock, oh, which is a Dim Matthews album. I have that. One of the best. And she's like, oh, I thought by the way you were bobbing your head, you were listening to rap. And I was ha! like, no, I wasn't. Didn't get any cool points for that. But top three. So we said, we said that. We said that. Dave Matt, two and step then satellite. later stuff that I really liked, there was, oh, Brother Sister is a great song. Okay. And then Some Devil, which is from his later albums. Okay. I liked. But no, contemporary music that I, I like, and again, it's not going to sound any cooler than Dave Matthews, is uh, I really like uh, Regina Spector. Oh yeah, you told me that. I like Regina Spector. Yeah, yeah. I think she's, she's really talented and awesome, and her music gives me the feels, as kids say. That's right. And inspires me. That's, and then I told you, yeah, then I remember this from the first time, because then I said Sarah McLaughlin gives me the feels. And I said, that's okay. Good, good for you. I said I would rent Sarah McLaughlin with the opportunity because I think she had a some kind of online auction going on where she was like trying to raise money for like win a date with Sarah McLaughlin. No, it was like like record in the studio with Sarah McLaughlin. Not maybe maybe watch her record in the studio. That's I don't probably know. what it was. Her home watch studio. Her 
Go to the home Which studio. I would I would force her to do backing vocals on a stupid comedy song <laughs> with me. Um, oh, you do yeah. That. So other things you've done, obviously you've long IMDB page. Yeah. Very well done, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, persisting. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> what the first thing I got to see that was extended of yours was Bad Roomies. Which was produced in this very office. I had a whole production office in here. We had like all this was out of here and this was lined with desks and I had a whole production team in here. So in it was room. like you and Pat was me Pat and Pat, on it. Me and Pat Renner produced it. Right. Uh, our buddy Justin Mooney wrote it. Right. And our other buddy Jason Schnell who was a partner of mine from Reckless Tortuga. Yeah, he helped with uh, this Worst in Vietnam thing. That's right. Ago. Which, yeah. God, was... Did you ever see it? Yeah. Does, do you still have it? I don't know. I Probably I could dig it up. Were you somewhere. dating Kelly back when you guys did we that? We were... We were probably engaged at that time. You were? Yeah, wow. we, we were always together when in L.A. That's why I came here. No shit. But that thing was a masterpiece. It was. It was a masterpiece. It was. And it was a shame it wasn't seen more because it was literally it, it, a masterpiece. It, you know, I, For you listening audience, it was a... It, we did a 24-hour film festival... And you had to take. Uh, so you were on the crew of this then. No, I was. Were, I basically. I know Hal was. Hal was. I had just done a twenty-four hour film festival two weeks before, and I, <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, "This is incredible!" I'm like, guys, yeah. we all have to do this as a team. Yeah. And then I found that one, and I'm like, "Guys, let's all do it." And they're like, "Great, let's do it." And then that night, I booked something, and I'm like, "I gotta work." <laughs> so they all did it without me. But basically, you had to take two words out of the headline of a newspaper. Uh, the LA Times. Yeah. And the judges picked them. And theirs was uh, worse than, which was three words, but worse than Vietnam. Yeah. And they had to make a whole thing around that. They made a musical about how melodramatic high school kids saying their lives were worse than Vietnam. Yeah. It's <laughs> so freaking good. Did I mean, you, I want to see you go to the? Did you go to the contest? Like the, the, yeah, the, I went the to showing? The, I went to the showing. It was funny, like watching all the others and then like worse than Vietnam airs. It was like. And it's like. It's a, like. It's like you're playing pickup games with like your friends. Yeah. And then Kevin Durant shows it's up. exactly what it's like. It was so, it was like, so beyond everything. And the winner is yeah. worse than It was kind Viet- of unfair. It was. Because the thing is, Jason and me and everybody else, we had a production company at the time. Right. So we were constantly producing content for YouTube on our channel, Breakfast right. with Tuga. So all these other people were just doing it for fun. And we were like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, did he just steal something of No, yours? he's okay. Okay. He, let's see if he eats my cable. Okay, I'm going to get back to my interview with Mr. 1984, uh, Tommy, not Gina. Uh, but first, I'm going to talk to you about Patreon.com slash Funny Evan. That is the link you go to to support the podcast, because right now my only supporters are my mom and my mother-in-law. So I need to build. I need your help. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support this podcast so I can offset my costs. Even if you give more money, I'll give you a certificate that you're part of my awkward army. If you give me more money, I'll let you be a producer on the show. If you give me more money, I'll consult you. Even if you give me more money, I'll even make you a title sponsor to this podcast. I will mention you as instead of socially awkward with Evan Wexel, it'll be welcome to presented by Tommy Savis, socially awkward with Evan Wexel. But you know what? We'll see what you guys want to do. It's the holiday season. I'm just saying if you've got some coins left over, just throw them at patreon.com slash funny Evan to keep this podcast alive. Um, now back to my talk with Tommy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that, was, that awesome. was, it was, yeah. So why do, how did we get on worse than Vietnam? I don't know. I don't know. How <laughs> because you're doing the production here with, with yeah, Bad Roomies. Yes. Bad Roomies production happened here. Pat and then, oh, Jason Schnell. Yeah. Jason yeah. directed the film. 
Because um, it's good. I it's cool for me like to watch an entire thing that like you know you know the person all the way through. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then you found the girl. That's in right. It. And, uh, and you like rented out a place, I guess you said in Los Feliz. It looked like you know the place oh, like where we produced it. Yeah, where you where we shot it. it. Yeah, yeah. We we rented a house up in the Los Feliz Hills, which was the main location. Yeah, and we shot it there at that house. And then we we literally have so many friends in LA that we just yeah. through contacts got all the other locations and, and then you put just it together. and like the idea of like networking your way onto like being distributed over Netflix is that like jump jumping through a lot of hoops or the way that worked was uh, we got a film distributor. Uh, no, sorry, a film uh, sales agent. Okay, called Preferred Content, who a really huge distributor. And they go like pimp it to wherever. And then they take it to distributors, right? And then right. we got a distributor called The Orchard, right? Who's a pretty big distributor, and then they go pimp it around to everybody. They approach Netflix, they approach iTunes, or they Amazon Prime, and Amazon, all, okay, all those good. places, and they and they bit right. piece it and sell it everywhere to try to make as much money as possible. Wow, yeah. And I did want to ask you again because like it was cool to have you on State of Affairs, yeah, on NBC. What? What's it? How does that change your schedule when you know you're doing something like every week you're filming that show? It's not like a commercial where you film it a day and then you're just done. Yeah, it actually like, made, like, like I think I said before, but it actually made it better. My schedule got better in life. Yeah, because it was more predictable. I would know like what was fun about that show to a degree was that because I played a CIA agent who was an analyst in an office. Right. Very li- rarely they'd ever let me out of the office. Right. So I would. Every episode, it'd be the same location. I'd be on the Universal lot in my office yeah. for like two days a week out of the seven-day shoot of the episode. Yeah. So it was just great. It was it was predictable. I wasn't running around to auditions. I'd be able to yeah. actually... I, I was able to you have more You book more out your life. life and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to have more of a life than the way that it is when you're in between jobs where, one, you're stressed, two, you're... You get calls last minute for auditions. You're yeah. prepping scenes yeah. all day. You're running around to Santa Monica and traffic. Yeah. So it was it was a way calmer schedule. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, what's maybe the what's the favorite thing that you auditioned for, but you like then you later saw like that's what it was. Like, was there ever like a favorite thing you enjoyed auditioning for? Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm a fair thing I enjoyed auditioning for. I had a really cool audition recently. Okay, can't say like, anything about it. Because, no, I'll tell oh, you. Okay. It was because now the movie came out. It's about a year ago. Yeah, it was for um, First Man. Oh which wow! Is that Ryan Gosling yeah, movie yeah, the Man out. on the Moon, yeah, Man on the Moon, but the guy who directed um, La La Land. Okay, and um, I got the I got the sides for it, and it was I forgot what the the character's name was, but it was a real life person. And the audition was they sent you two interviews the person did. Right. Oh, and you had to like imitate and their. You cadence. You had to watch the interview. You had to imitate their cadence, and this is nineteen. 19- 60. Like, this is the early part of the program. So, really early 60s. Okay. So, it's still black and white film. Yeah, yeah. They still talk kind of like, oh, there's nothing scary about it. Like, you know, like... Dropping more racial slurs. Yeah, about, yeah, not worrying about, like, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. them back. Okay. So, I had to watch these interviews, and then I went into the audition, and the casting director verbatim to what the interviews were, interviewed me as the character, and I had to answer the questions as the character. That was really cool. That was awesome. That was a really, really fun audition to prep for, and yeah. a lot to memorize. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool one. I haven't seen that movie yet, though. I want no, to see I that. Too. Yeah. Because sometimes I see like things I've auditioned for, like commercials on TV, and I'm yeah. like, that was nothing like the storyboard. Yeah. Makes no sense. Or even better, I could have done that way better than that guy. <laughs> Damn it. Um, did... Uh, so I guess next up for you is now a career in stand-up comedy. Well, we were saying that. <laughs> I I have this thing recently where I'm like, I want to try stand-up comedy. Yeah. 
I, I, growing up too, when I was in New York, I used to do an improv show at a comedy club, at the Hawk Comedy Club. Right. You know that club? It's on like 48th Street, 48th and oh, like Times Square. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, downstairs. that's like a shadier one. Yeah, yeah. It's so shady one. Downstairs, where yeah. you, you'd have to go and you'd have to sell like your own tickets. To, you have to bring, yeah, bark them. Yeah, barker. exactly. Like, down on the street. So, so I, you did that. You barked. I barked. I did that. But it was, but it was sketch comedy, which was totally different than stand up. Uh, so. I've I've always loved performing, and I've I've gotten too comfortable in my 30s. I feel, and I want to challenge myself, and yeah. I want to do stand up comedy. I want to do it. But I talked to a guy the other day, literally yesterday, yeah. who does stand up, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to take stand up class." Like, you don't take stand up classes; you just go do stand up. And I'm like, "There's got to be, but there's got to be a formula." I like, yeah, I told you I was gonna, I'm going to make a class. Yeah. I'm going to make an online class, but. I took the comedy class. It's comic strip in the Upper East Side. Yeah. two times in a row, mm-hmm. just to get like really bad material, and then mm-hmm. get slightly less bad material the second time through. Yeah, and it was just good because like the orientation of it and like the theory of like types of humor. That's what like, I mean, it's got to be you know the do's it, right? and don'ts. Yeah, the do- yeah. and like you know. So I would you know I'm going to create like the different types of comedy and like the assignments. Like here, right here's your assignment. Right, two misdirection bits. Right, and then come back to me. Right, and I'll. A, see, something. there is a value to that. See, I want to be able to. I mean, to I couldn't. I don't have the patience to to write stand up because I would just. I'm just like I like to wing it just in between or during my songs. Right. But I could if I had to. But like, even with winging write, it, like how much of what you do is winging it? How much of it is like you've done this so many? times? I winged it the same joke every time. That's like, what it I mean. Comes off like I'm winging. It. Yeah. Right. 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 So you just create those things that right. look like you're doing it the first time ever. Right. Or you little things you can do to milk more laughs and all that kind of thing. Right. So yeah. That's pretty much what your path could be. Comedy. Just we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated. We'll do like an update underneath. This okay. so you can I'll, like, update. I'll, I'll not say Tommy this went, one again. Yeah, and then I'll do the go. third one. Uh, um, update. Tommy went to stand-up class and crashed and burned and is now living in a van. And down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> nice. Uh, I guess I won't keep you that much more. I mean, I don't know. what. Do you have any questions for me? I always like to turn the table. What, what sign are you? No. I'm uh, a Pisces, oh but sometimes it's Aquarius. I'm right on the border. You're on the cusp, as they say. So I'm on the cusp. As I am Capricorn, Sagittarius on the cusp of Capricorn. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he did. Do I have no idea. No idea. Um, no, but last time we talked to you, we talked about your, your stand-up and, and your... Your, uh, had I done Cal Lutheran or I was going to do I had the show at Cal Lutheran I followed I, it. I followed it was really good I followed the improv group open for me which mm. is always like tough because they're not mics so they don't like impinge on the audience right but the key to that show was that the, the students brought in Taco Bell so like that like, was that the like room. the gimmick like everybody brought Taco Bell in or like no, two no, guys like did the, and the whole no, room smelled like the, Taco Bell no the students the student activities group also oh, yeah, catered, catered Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. And then you had like in the building, the show was in the gym, so it was not in like the gymnasium, but it was in like a side room from the yeah, gym. And uh, so like all these kids are like playing soccer. They're like, "You guys got Taco Bell?" <laughs> we came in to get Taco Bell. Like, okay, you want to eat some Taco Bell and cramp up while you play soccer? That's cool. Yeah, yeah go. That's hilarious. But how'd the show go? Good. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Anything. Anytime you can drive forty minutes without flying. Where to is that gig, school? Thousand Oaks. Oh wow! Okay, so I had great. to stay away from some things content wise. Right. But other than that, it, was, you know, it didn't really matter. Um, but how many shows do you do a year? Varies. Oh, I mean, sometimes it's in like the teens now. That's great. But I'm just I'm here so much. I used to yeah. do like 50 plus, but I mean wow. those were like lesser gigs or yeah small spots. But 
I'm starting to like. I'm gonna do a conference in Hershey to get more Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, to get more. I did. I did two years. I did that conference, and I got four gigs out of it. Oh, is that time. where like you go and you present like? To it's the like college? a trade show. Okay, cool. I get so, it. So like yeah. you know, last time I went on stage like on a late night showcase. This time I'm gonna go on like during dinner showcase. That's cool for all the kids. There. My brother had one point suggested to us as Reckless Tortuga. That we go to one of those and then do college tours as Reckless Tortuga. You could. Yeah, I I don't necessarily. It it depends. I would almost have you guys have an agent for that. Unless you. Yeah. Which we don't. No, that's why he was like, I'll handle it because he manages tours. Right. I'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah. We thought about it for a minute and then nothing ever happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess you'd. Sounded fun. Yeah, you'd want to get the kids, I guess, somehow involved. I know, they dig it. They would like to yell shit out. Well, because the thing is, our fans from Reckless Tortuga. When we blew up, we're all like 13 years old, and this was like eight years ago. Okay. So now they're, they're all in college. in college. Right. So it's funny we get... Where's the... Because Tortuga, is it still on YouTube? It's uh, still... But... The channel's still there, still on YouTube. It doesn't... Uh, they, we haven't put any new content up there, because we've all like... Lindsay, who was the lead writer on it, is now writing for a Disney show. Oh, wow. Jason runs another production company for this company called Three Black Dot. Yeah. Eric is an award-winning screenwriter and director himself now. I auditioned for him. Uh, you for did his, for what? As a new, like a video game oh, series. Oh, for one of the... Reckless Tortuga. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know it was that good. But so, I mean, I like saying noob. If I would have seen it, I would have cast you. Oh, I wasn't doing no casting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there'll have to be a reunion then sometime. You guys can come back yeah, much like they it. did for Wet Hot American Summer. It would did be you, like... Did you like that? The series? I, I haven't... I still am in my queue. I have the 10 Years Later series. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I liked... Having them all come, I only saw the movie after seeing the TV show. Oh, like you never saw they, the movie originally. I never saw okay, the movie so I can't after really the fact. Ask you for your but I saw the movie opinion. after the initial. But I thought the it was movie funny. was great. Okay, I thought but, the series was all. I mean, it looked like these guys could just they could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, it became, but it's like a fanboy thing. Like if you yeah. were a big, like that was a cult movie. So if yeah, you were a big yeah. fan of that movie, then you'd love the TV show. But I was a fan of the movie. The TV show was was whatever. Yeah. In my opinion, but still, I mean, I think I just like he's one of those awesome. guys was like the Show voice Walter. of Carl from Family Guy, like the the the, con- oh, the chef, the, the, yeah, oh, no, yeah. Not, no, he's no the the guy in the convenience oh, store. Oh, oh, right, the chef is the guy who's the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers. Yes, and also that's the same voice of of uh, Carl who runs a convenience store and talks about movies with Chris. Oh, it's the same guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah movie like yeah, 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 wild yeah. things, like yeah. Yeah, this is hot, like uh, <laughs> girl, yeah. Uh, cool. So I guess people just follow Tommy Savis on all yeah. places and things. Check it out. I'm on, uh, I'm on, uh, uh, Dirty John on Bravo right now. Check oh, that good. show out with Eric Banna and Connie Brit- uh, uh, Britton, Britton, Brixton, Brick, Brett, um, Wilson Phillips. I'm awful of names. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so then you're you're recurring on that. No, I did. Well, did it's a, a mini. Did it's a, it's a, a mini series. Okay, it's an episode mini series. I'm on the season finale. Dirty John. Uh, Dirty John. Can't say more besides that. But if you listen, it was a podcast. Yes. Oh my God. Ha. Huh. Right. We're on a podcast. But yeah, it was a, a true crime podcast that turned into a TV show mini series starring Eric Bana, and I play one of the characters that was actually in the podcast. Okay. So if All you're right. a fan of the podcast, the show's great. Watch you ever watch so Dear John back in the day? I had Judd Hirsch on it. No, no. Well, that was my. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for letting me come over and grab a chair. My pleasure. And uh, I'm gonna save this right now. Thanks for coming on socially awkward. My pleasure. All right. I want to thank Tommy Savis for coming back on the podcast and not letting me erase this interview. The first thing I did was hit save. So uh, definitely catch him on Dirty John.
on Bravo. And also look up Tommy Savas, IMDb, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on. Um, as for this podcast, Awkward with Evan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, awkwardwithevan.com, website. And uh, just keep your ear out. He was 1984. I've already recorded 1985. I'm about to uh, solicit my 1986. And we are still in the 80s, moving our way towards the 90s and the elusive episode 100. Uh, so I guess there's nothing else going on over here. I'm going to let uh, Tommy kick me out and stay awkward because I'm going to. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel.